This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All righty, all righty, all righty. How you doing, Ira? How's the travels? You know what? Enjoying the non-travels because it picks right back up after the All-Star break. The Heat won't be home again till March 2nd. Off to New Orleans, Sacramento, Portland, Denver, and what'll be a challenging trip. So it's been a nice little bit, nice little respite. Most of the Heat guys getting the week off. Bam, All-Star game, Jaime dunk contest. So they'll be rested, but there really are challenges ahead. Well, let me, let me, you know, before I get to the All-Star game stuff, which wasn't anything big, but the challenges. And I'm very intrigued about this Heat team and the finish now because Ira, Ira, I need to see the team I saw the last two games. So the challenge for Eric Spolstra, and again, they have the perfect superstar for this because Jimmy's not a me-me guy. He's not, I got to get my 30 shots off. He's more than willing to facilitate, defend, help. He loves watching other people excel. So I don't think that's much that much of a challenge. And it looks like Jimmy's now maybe turned it on and he's going to try. Um, I need to see, because one of my complaints with the Heat the last couple of years is you're a two-point team in a three-point world. Well, I saw a three-point team the last two games, Ira. So talk to me about the challenge of playing that basketball for me the last two games. Except. We've spoken ad nauseum on our Accurate Pembroke Pines report about Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam being able to play together. Ah! And you can say it all you want, and you can wish it into existence, but they won the last two games without Jimmy Butler. They won the last two games without Josh Richardson and Terry Rozier, so Tyler Hero could be more of Tyler Hero, so Bam gets a little more free reign on what he wants to do, so Duncan Robinson gets featured more as a three-point shooter because there's a role for them. So again, it's not about how much talent you have. It's about how the talent meshes. Right. What we haven't seen this season, honestly, Big O, when you think about last year's playoff run, Tyler goes out first half of the first game. We didn't see it in last year's playoff run. It is crazy that we are four years into this cycle with Bam and Jimmy and Tyler, and we still don't know how it works together when right. all three of them start. So... On one hand, you want to see this the final seven weeks of the season. On the other hand, you also are in go time. You have to win. Because if you haven't checked the standings, they're in seventh place. They're in a play-in place. They have to win games while they're learning on the fly. So it's interesting. We always talk about the Heat trying to develop while trying to win. Now they have to try to develop chemistry while also understanding the win column is everything. They are tied with Orlando for number seven, number eight. The Heat could face this path in the postseason. First round of the play-in for the number seven seed, Heat at Orlando. Magic's pretty good, especially at home. If the Heat lose that game, Heat against probably at home the winner of Atlanta-Chicago. Hey, they lost to Atlanta in the play-in last year. They trailed Chicago in the second half. For the right, and you could say one matchup you want to avoid. Because Big O, I would argue with you, Milwaukee, Philly, Knicks, Cleveland, I feel absolutely fine about that. But if you're going to ask me about the Heat against the Celtics, with the Celtics having revenge in mind, having added Porzingis, having added Holiday, you don't want no number eight seed this year. 
So there's a lot of work to be done. Yes, nice takeoff point. Beat Milwaukee, beat Philadelphia. But you have to keep it going, and you oh, yeah. have to make it work with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no, I know you have to. But again, you can. That's where I have some hope because Jimmy is the right star to make it work and, and facilitate and all of that. By the way, if you're going to become more of a three-point team, Jimmy's been shooting the three a little bit better this year. So. No, and, and he knows he has to. But here, here's, here's the question I've been getting a lot since Duncan Robinson has had this really nice resurgence. In your starting lineup, you agree with me, Big O, you're not taking Jimmy Butler out of the starting lineup, correct? No, you can, of course not. Okay. You're not taking Tyler Hero out of the starting lineup because you know the poly- you know the backstory there. Come on, Big O. He earned his way in. He's played well. And you didn't give up a first-round pick for Terry Rozier not to start him. I have no problem there. No, no. So I want to those start. three are your starting wings. You can't start Duncan Robinson. You can't play the same game you played the last two games. There's not a starting role there. So what Eric Spolster has to do is manipulate his rotations. There is one way for this to work. And that's if you start Jimmy Butler at power forward in a league without a lot of power forwards. I'll give you a perfect example. <laughs> You're going to play a Friday game against New Orleans. So you're going up against Jonas Valanciunas, and of course you're going to have Bam on him. But Big O, there's no reason that Jimmy Butler can't guard Zion Williamson as your starting four. For sure. If he plays your starting four then, you can start Duncan at the three, Tyler at the two, Rozier at the one, and get your best lineup on the floor. God bless Nikola Jovic. God bless Caleb Martin and Haywood Highsmith for what they can do. But I can give you an alignment if Jimmy is willing. But Big O, at 34, 35 years old, do you think Jimmy wants to take that pounding from the start every single game as a power forward? Or do you believe Eric Spolster needs to push him in that direction to get his best possible team on the floor as long as possible? I think Eric has to do what he has to do. And if you're Jimmy Butler, you want to win a title? Well, then, you know, do what the coach needs you to do, and you can do it. You're, you're not severely overmatched anyways, you know. at that, at, if, if, if we're talking about a really elite power forward, okay, then that'll be a problem for him. But there aren't a lot of those anyways in the league. So, yeah, you're right. I think uh, why not try it at this point? See, the only difference between you and me is I don't have that sympathy for Tyler Hero. And when you say earn, I'm sorry. Tyler Hero hasn't earned jack shit yet in this league. He hasn't earned jack shit for the Heat. He never stays healthy. He never stays in the lineup. He's not reliable. So to me, Tyler Hero hasn't earned diddly squat. Okay? Everybody's still waiting for the kid with the scowl with the, from, the, from the bubble. You know, so for me, I'd rather put him on the bench and keep Why, why not Terry Rozier? Why Terry Rozier is a given? Why does Terry Rozier prove it? Nothing. Nothing, but I think Terry Rozier is willing to play some defense and he can run the offense. And that's exactly what he is. Not Tyler is stuck in the middle and he's really not a defender either. And so then that also hurts you. So I like him to come off the bench and give you life with the second group. That's where I think Tyler would well, actually. You know what? I'm going to disagree a little like we often do with the Acura Pembroke Pines report for this one reason. Terry Rozier is not going to be there when they resume play. He's still out with the knee strain at least one more week. Okay. So you're probably going to wind up starting Bam, maybe Caleb, one of the guys at power forward, Jimmy to three, Duncan at the two, Tyler at the one. I would tell you this, Big O. If Jimmy, Tyler, and Duncan work, I would stay with it. 
And I tell Terry Rozier, you know what? You came into midseason. You're in a playoff race for the first time in five years. But we're going to let this roll because we realize, just like Big O said at the top of this hit, you need that three-point shooting in today's NBA. Now, yes. against bigger teams, you start this trip, you go to New Orleans, you go to Sacramento, they're playing Harrison Barnes at the four, you're fine, you go to, you go to Portland, they don't give a crap, who cares who they're playing? What about Jovich? Yeah, he's, he's doing all right. He is at spot moments, and then I'll tell you this. Then you get to Denver at the end of this trip, and you saw what happened with their size when they had Jokic and Aaron Gordon kill them in the finals. That's when you need a true four, or at least the size of a four. Maybe you play Jovic on Jokic, so you can play Adebayo on Gordon, and you do start bigger in those games. So, yes, there are spots along the way. He started Jovic against the Bucs because they had Brooke Lopez and Giannis. You have to go bigger. You're not telling Caleb Martin to guard Giannis or to guard Lopez. So I get that. So you know what? Be flexible with the pieces you can be flexible with. But like you said, understand three-point shooting matters. Understand this is a scoring league. No, you don't need to score 211 points, but you need to score a little bit more than what you have because the defense really has started to come around. And by the way, yo, bitch, has been performing. The kid looks good, bro. Oh, he's he, Milwaukee. He didn't look just good. He looked yeah. fantastic against Philadelphia. That's what you get with a 20-year-old. You get 24 points and you get four points because he's still growing. This is crazy. Because I'm writing the story. I, I posted the story this morning at sunsetville.com. Jovic is still four months from being allowed to legally drink in Florida. So the, you got to remember how young he is. He's coming along. He says, yeah, it's crazy. Either I start or I don't play. But he understands the process as well. I think he's looking more and more like a keeper. I'm glad they didn't throw him away when they made the deal for Rozier. I'm glad they didn't cast him aside in trading for Galan Wright instead of getting him on the buyout Blazers, market. Blazers are hating life right now. They screwed up big time. You know what? One of the things I really want to do when I go to the Blazers game after I talk to you next week in Portland, I want to ask Joe Cronin flat out, did you refuse to take the Heat's calls? I know he's not going to answer and probably look at me like, who the hell are you? But I need to know that because then he blew it. If he took the heat calls and he made a decision that, hey, I like this deal better, that's fine. But man, can you imagine Big O the other way? I love Damon Lillard. Don't kid yourself, even with the Milwaukee struggles. But imagine if the Miami Heat now didn't have any future first-round picks, didn't have Jaime Hawkins, didn't have Nikola Jovic, and were so all in the moment with 35-year-old Damian Lillard and 35-year-old Jimmy Butler, there would be no future here. No, I know. I know. That's why I don't have a problem with turning the page and, and going young because I like what they have in the youth. And mm -hmm. I, I love what their front office is doing. They can find people now, drafted or undrafted. They're doing it all the damn time now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think this is... It, they've had better draft picks, but what I'm saying is lately they've been doing the best job drafting lately. You know, they've been consistently drafting and finding, and who knows, Alondis Williams might be the latest guy and what they're doing up there in Sioux Falls and developing guys up there that they're so loaded with talent in the developmental program. They couldn't even get Jamal Kane off his two way deal to a standard deal because they're working through all these other guys. So it does say something about what they're doing. Again, I am all in for development as long as you don't start complaining that they're not in the East Finals every year. You can't well, no, always have it both ways. 
you can't have it both ways. Right. But, at least, you know, the other thing you want to do is kind of keep yourself a little bit more liquid so you can then find that other right. star. Right. Flexibility. And maybe next time when you might have to offer a Hakez and offer Jovic, it won't be for a 35-year-old. It'll be for a 28-year-old. So you'll have that future there as well. I agree exactly. with that. I, I totally, I totally uh, want it that so way. All right. will three years down the road trade Hakez and Jovic for Luka Doncic and we'll deal with it. But that's three years down the road. What'd you think of uh, All-Star? I was happy for Hakez. Um, I, by the way, I, I thought McClung got screwed on the first dunk. Uh, he should have gotten a better score from them. I didn't expect him to win, but I love that he got an experience to be a part of the whole thing, hang out with some of the big names, do that deal, you know, do the dunk with Shaq and all that. Uh, I, to me, that's that was important for Hakez and super smart by the league. Hey, bro, this is one of the top rookies. Right. Let's get his ass involved in this weekend one way or another. I didn't expect him to win the dunk no, contest. No, and he showed how charismatic he is. Exactly. And how he appealed to the Latino market, and he played that up with his Mexican heritage. So I really thought that was a couple of good things right there. The kid gets it. The kid didn't go in there disappointed if he didn't win. You could see he relished every single moment right. out there. Now, the issue I have with this, this is the NBA Slam Dunk Championship. And two years in a row, a G League player, one who's not even in the NBA right now. So, Big O, I would say this. If Matt McClung could win, you might as well just open it up to all the street ballers and we'll just get the best human beings out there dunking on that stage. The NBA has just lost its footing with All-Star Weekend. They regained some of it with Sabrina against Steph, and that was fun. Maybe we'll see more of that. That was good. Yeah, but, but also, I mean, even the skills competition, I don't know if you got to watch or not, they didn't even know what the freaking rules were. They didn't know what was going on. They were making left turns and they were supposed to go right turns. This is a tough time for the NBA. Sometimes you just realize you reach a point of critical mass when you've done all you could do and it's time to move on to something else. Well, your problem with the NBA is if you're not taking the regular season serious, we're going to get to the all-star now? Right. Why would you? And please, enough of they have to pay them more. If it takes money to incentivize, then they're not proud of their game. Big O, the winning players of the all-star game each got 100 thousand dollars if that's not enough for them then no amount is going to be enough anyway it's a game as time sort of has come and gone or just accept it for what it is it's a no defense shooting exhibition it's sort of a, a three-point shootout in competitive form and you just accept it and move on don't be this curmudgeonly old man that oh in my day they used to well in your day it used to be a different day right now 20 of 30 teams in the nba with the play-in advance to the postseason so you have a lot of players protecting themselves for the games that matter more. So right now, that's the way it is. Yeah, it's sad, unfortunately, especially when you watch hockey and they give you amazing effort every single night and they care about the regular season. What do you got going on the Sun Sentinel so Heat fans can check you out? Well, I did my story about Nikola Jovic and how it's been start or nothing. And it's going to be start or nothing the rest of the way, maybe even some G League time but he's established a foothold. And it was so important that game in Milwaukee to show what he could do and for Doc Rivers to take note of him. So I think that's a really important factor. In today's paper at your doorstep, I broke down the Eastern Conference playoff race. And you know what? The schedule is tough. Right now, they're projected by a bunch of analytics and metrics to finish number seven. They have to find a way to get ahead of Philly or get ahead of Indiana. And that will require this, an every game matters approach. So. They have five back-to-back -back sets left. You know what, Jimmy? You know what, everyone else? Play both games. You've told us all season 
through the first 52 games or so, 54, 55 games, that, hey, you're waiting for go time. Go time is now. You have two months until the playoffs. You could use that extra week before, the, you know, when the plane is going on. We'll see how serious they are right now. But we also know they did it the hard way last year. So in the back of their minds, they're saying to themselves, now eh, we could do it again. That's going to be really hard for Eric Spolster to turn it around. And, of course, now we're waiting for DeLon Wright to show up. Perfect play with the perfect time. Not saying he's going to play ahead of Rozier. Not saying he's going to play ahead of Richardson. But those guys are out. And because it's go time, you need someone now. And all of a sudden, you can guard quick point guards on other teams. Two thumbs up for that. Yeah, oh, you know, definitely. They, they have improved the point guard position drastically. They've got two capable bodies where they had one that wasn't capable of doing practically anything. So hell of a move by the Heat to improve themselves to get to the uh, playoffs and hopefully make some noise. Follow them on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Subscribe to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. As always, thank you, Ira. We will catch up later on in the week. Or catch up with you from Sacramento at the crack of dawn next week. Thanks, Big O. Thank you, sir. There you go. Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines Miami Heat and NBA report.